0: Hello and welcome to Church Matters, a place where we ask questions about the role and life of the church, at home, across the street, and around the world. This program is brought to you by Mennonite Church Canada. My name is Dan Dick.
1: And I'm Janet Plennert. Today we have a special guest, Dailene Rufin from Cuba, and we'll be getting to know some of the church in Cuba. Dailene is a Baptist, and she is a pastor, a teacher, and a denominational leader, A scripture reference that we begin with today is from Acts 4, verse 32. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all.
0: Many Canadians know Cuba as a sun destination for a holiday in winter. Many other Canadians also believe the church in Cuba is restricted in many ways. Today, we'll talk about the church in Cuba with our guest, Daleen Rufin. Daleen is a Baptist pastor, a seminary professor, and part time staff worker for the Cuban Council of Churches, as well as a leader in her national church denomination. Welcome to Church Matters, Daleen.
2: Thank you.
1: As Dan said, most of our listeners think about Cuba as a great place to go for a warm holiday in the winter. Now, I've visited Cuba a number of times, and I know it as a place where Christians are working hard to help the church thrive. Is Christianity thriving in Cuba today?
2: Yes, we have a lot of Christian denominations in Cuba, not just from the Catholic churches or Protestant, but also from many new traditions so to speak and there is a lot of christian presence in cuba and often we can do many things together as the evangelical national celebration which took place 10 years ago and it will take place the next year also
0: there are people in north america dailene that still view the church in cuba as facing many restrictions what impact has this had on the church in Cuba?
2: I personally don't feel uh, restricted in Cuba. I can worship. I can do my work as a pastor. People who join my community are free to say that they are Christian at their pla- in the places they work. And it's curious because sometimes we had a special meetings at church and they have to ask for permission in their jobs for a weekend or for two or three days to join in a Christian activity, and they get it. So I know that the preconceptions about the relation and the restriction in Cuba has a historical background that uh, we're not going to get into now because we already know. But I cannot say that I feel restricted because I I can freely uh, worship and go and do my, my meetings and make my meetings with people and everything.
1: I think that, that view would surprise many of our listeners today.
2: Perhaps, yes.
1: So what is it like being a Christian in Cuba?
2: Like being a Christian somewhere else in many ways because uh, we have the challenge of uh, follow Jesus, and that's hard. <laughs> follow Jesus is hard for every Christian. It's hard everywhere. It's hard everywhere, yeah. And especially in in Cuba, we have to be focused and be connecting with our neighbors and thinking with everyone. And there is a a huge focus on social perspective, I mean, in the development of the community as a community indeed. As I've looked at the church in Cuba, it seems
1: to me that the Cuban church can teach the North American church about community because you have a, a view of community that says you must work together and you must share and work for the common good. How does that impact the church?
2: That's a matter of contest. We are people like that, culturally speaking. So our way of being church is the same way. We are people who open the houses early in the morning and invite the other ones to have coffee. And so being a Christian has been... Like we are, but with under the faith of of Jesus and the sense of community. I think that first it's created because we've been also a country which may be defined as a. Uh, if I have if I can use a word to this to define Cuba, I my word will be solidarity, and that is like a frame for the for being church also. So we are people who like to connect with the others and open doors and do something and share, mainly in worse times or not so worse times. Dailene, as a pastor,
0: where do you find inspiration? Where do you find the joys and challenges of being a church in Cuba today?
2: Well, having challenges is our joy because that means that we have something to do.
0: That's a refreshing way of looking at it. Having a challenge is your joy. Can you say some more about that?
2: Yes. For example, if we have someone who is sick at the community, we don't have the challenge of, take, of saving money for sending to the hospital because we have free hospital, free health care. But we have the challenge of join that person and walk with that person, so to speak. To be with that person in that journey, which is being sick and not feel alone, so that 's a joy that 's joyful we, we are like we we like it we we are glad to do that, and you cannot imagine how good it is in a community. We decide who is going to be at tonight at the hospital, and we go and pray and Prepare food and ask the neighbor. Do you have something to share with this person, which is at the hospital? And so uh, that doesn't mean that we want people get sick for everyone feel joyful at the community. But <laughs> I mean that there is a sense of of enjoy doing things together for overcoming the situations, the hard situations.
0: Are non Christians in Cuba open to hearing about the faith?
2: I hope so. That's my job.
0: What kind of reception do you get from non-Christian Cubans who perhaps hear about Christianity for the first time?
2: Uh, Cubans are very religious in a very open way. Not necessarily Christian. Not necessarily Christian, but but very religious. So uh, you don't find that feeling, that fear to talk about God or the divine or the presence of the otherness, of the grace of God in aim on us. Of course, there are people, as in everywhere, who don't like to hear nothing about it. But, well, that's a challenge. That
0: And it's a challenge you approach with joy.
2: Yes. But at the end, sometimes people get involved in the community, even when they don't believe or not. Because if you are open to do things with the community, and not that's I mean, social work as a church, as a a community of faith, and you are not waiting for them to join you in a very specific way, they are going to join you.
1: What is the the primary thing that draws non-Christians to the church?
2: I think that the opening and the acceptance of that uh, if he needs something or she needs something— We are not going to ask that first. Okay, do you believe in Jesus? Uh, We're going to do it. We're going to do something, and we're going to help. And we're not going to ask. And after that, we're not going to tell you, you know what, I help you, Uh, so I hope you can come on Sunday. And I think that that is create a sense of to get together and to come and join us, and sometimes it's like that. Uh, In my experience, we have been... In in our community there are people who just come once to say thanks for something. I've never seen them again. And perhaps I'm not a good pastor. <laughs> I've never seen them again. Yeah, because they they have another believer or, or or not. And but they're just going to say thank you and join us for a while, one Sunday or whatever.
0: So you don't judge anyone and you don't uh, make anyone feel obligated or have a debt to you?
2: No, I don't think. I don't think that that we are called to Josh. I think that we are called to join.
1: Freely you have received, freely you shall give. That's it.
2: Darlene,
0: we have repeatedly heard when we visited Cuba that the Anabaptist presence is very welcome in your country. Can you comment on that from the perspective of your own faith, and your own denomination?
2: Well, I think that young people at my denomination are just looking forward to hear more from the Anabaptist tradition. And I hope that may happen, and that will be very welcome.
0: Dailene, in Canada, the church is also diverse, and we have many Spanish-speaking Christians in Canada. What would you like to... How would you like to greet our Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters in the church in Canada in your own language?
2: Yo podría decir... Eh, muchas gracias por, what I want
1: to say is thank you por estar
2: en contacto con thank you for being in contact with us as fellow
1: Christians.
2: Muchas gracias por, eh, recibir thank lo que you tenemos for being willing to receive Cuba what we have to conocerlo. offer you from Cuba muchas gracias for visitarnos y mantenernos en contacto porque eso. Thank you for visiting us, because we're part of a big mundo.
1: family all together y around the
2: world. And I want to assure you that our prayers from our pequeñas, small house
1: churches in Cuba, eh, our prayers are
2: with you. Están con con you can count on us.
0: Thank you very much for joining us today, darling.
2: Gracias a ustedes.
0: Our guest for today has been Dailene Rufin, pastor, seminary professor, and more in Cuba. We always welcome your comments on this or any of the Church Matters programs. You can send your feedback to office at mennonitechurch.ca or call one 866
1: To learn more about the church in Cuba, check out the news section of our website at www.mennonitechurch.ca. We invite your prayer and financial support of Mennonite Church Canada and of this radio program. You can donate online or send a gift to 600 Shaftesbury Boulevard, Winnipeg, Manitoba, R3P0M4. Write Church Matters on the envelope.
0: My name is Dan Dick.
1: And I'm Janet Plennert. And you have been listening to Church Matters, where our prayer is that you will be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today tune in again at the same time on the third Sunday of the month to hear more about the many ways that the church matters. Thanks for joining us. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you, the face of God shine
2: on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living salt and light as people of the
1: way.